feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Welcome to the Science of Light. I'm your host, Rosemary. Welcome to episode 12 and a half. That's a joke because this was really supposed to be the 12th episode, but because I took an accidental month off, if you listened to the last episode about incremental change, um, you can hear more about that. Um, my kids' daycare was closed down for the five of the last six weeks, so that was fun. I enjoyed it, but I didn't get to record much, but I did record this interview in the very first week that we were quarantining, um, like now a month ago. I've been really stoked about it this whole time, but I did not even have the 10 minutes to record this little intro and write up the show notes to get the episode out. So here I am doing it. I'm so excited to release it. So without further ado, today's episode is an interview with the wonderful Christine Rodriguez. She is the host of the Astrology Now podcast, which I started listening to about a year ago. Um, It was like, My kid was really small, okay? So this was my entry into listening to podcasts. Um, I started, I would always like jam to music in the car. And then when my kid was like, I don't know, when he started getting past that newborn phase where he could just sleep through anything, when he started getting to be like three or four months old, I started listening to podcasts in the car because the sounds of voices instead of music would put him to sleep better than, than music would. So... One of the podcasts I found early on when I started listening was Christine's podcast, Astrology Now. Um, I was interested at the time in learning more about astrology, and luckily I found her podcast, which was such a great resource for me to learn more about Vedic astrology, because there are lots and lots of voices in the world, especially in the United States uh, kind of spheres. There are lots of voices talking about Western astrology, And there are very few talking about Vedic astrology. And so related to that, I got a lot of inspiration from her podcast. And and she knows this. I've told her that she's like a huge inspiration to me. And if you want to learn about astrology, I highly recommend checking out her podcast. She has so many great resources. And on her Patreon account, she has even more resources than what she has available on the public free podcast. Just you can look up like almost any topic. She's probably done a 10 or 15 minute episode on like most astrology topics that you might want to learn, like what a planet being in a certain sign means. Um, She's covered a lot of those and especially and just little topics like what does a transit even mean? So of course, my internalized capitalism tells me that because I'm so inspired by her and I also want to have an astrology podcast that I shouldn't tell you about that because I'm competing with her, right? But like, no, I'm really not. Um, she she has a completely unique perspective to the one that, that I have. You know, we both offer astrology readings and she has more experience, first of all, in astrology readings than I do, like full disclosure there. And I'm not really teaching anybody astrology right now. Um, Just little bits and pieces as they come up on this podcast. But um, if you wanted a good resource to go and learn about astrology concepts and how they relate um, often to like psychology concepts, um, she doesn't usually 
necessarily tie it in in the exact same way that I do where I'm like, hey, this is a yoga concept and this is an analogous psychology concept. But she is trained. She has an MSW, a master's in social work. And so that was part of why I wanted to interview her for my show. So all of that is to say that Christine's podcast is a great resource if you want to learn more about astrology. Um, if And like I was saying, there's tons of voices out there about Western astrology And the, I guess, to put it in business terms, the market share of Vedic astrology is not um, saturated yet in the way that Vedic astrology is, or the yoga space is super saturated. At least where I live in Asheville, it feels like everybody is a yoga teacher. Like everybody you meet has been through a yoga training, but that's okay. People still do it, right? You know, um, that's part of my point with this podcast is to highlight like, we all have our own unique perspective and voices and it's all valuable. So, um, and there's not a whole lot out there right now on Vedic astrology. And obviously I'm a huge, um, proponent of studying Vedic astrology and using it as a tool to understand yourself and your relation to the world and Christine's resources that she offers through her podcast, her Patreon page, and lots of others. We touch on some of them in the episode so listen on and I will link her website in the show notes as always um listen on to hear some more great resources about astrology but that's not even what this episode's about actually it's about exploring the difference between whether one in a healing space should share about themselves or keep themselves completely removed from the work and Christine takes this beautiful approach where I've been following her podcast for a year and I hardly know anything about her um, outside of what she, you know, she shares very little about her personal life on the podcast. And that's kind of a hugely different model than I'm operating under, of course. You know, my whole first episode was just about me and what led me up to this point in my life. And we kind of think through that together and talk through it together on the show about the value in approaching it from either way and how and what it means for her to approach it and not inserting herself in her work and how that is informed by her master's in social work or training in social work and I see a lot of value in that I totally want to learn to be that way over time and there is also value in um story like sharing your story stories are sacred right um So it's just another thing to navigate, right? Like the yoga practice, it is the middle path. It is what I'm hoping to to show here is the middle path between being totally um, reserved and removed or oversharing. And I think Christine navigates that beautifully well. So there's a lot that we can learn from her. And she also studies astrology and yoga and Ayurveda, and we discuss how those things are beautiful sciences to live a richer and more beautiful life and know yourself better and just be healthier overall, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So with all that said, I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad you're here, and let's get right into the episode.
today I am joined by Christine Rodriguez. Hi. <laughs> so I'm super excited to have you here. I'm a little bit fangirling because I love oh, your yeah. podcast. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So Christine is the host of Astrology Now podcast, and I'm going to send, I've mentioned it before here. I'll send all of you there. Like it's my resource for learning astrology and I stay pretty plugged in to what you're doing. I think it's a great resource for learning astrology. And you also pair that with um, your master's in social work pretty well. Like it's just Mm -hmm. beautiful and seamless how you do that. So I'd really love to explore today, like um, what kind of led you there, what got you to this point in your life and now how you, how you do that and how you like what you do, you know, how you do what you do. Yeah. Well, thank you for such a beautiful and generous introduction. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, pairing social work and astrology or yoga or Ayurveda, you know, any of these beautiful um, studies, I feel is relatively intuitive. (laughs) I think that, yeah. And like what brings them all together is just having a deeper understanding of the human spirit and the human experience. And I know that you know this as well, of course, um, that it's, it's a combination of the, the human mind, the human physical body and connection to the universal. And I feel like by utilizing each of these different methodologies that it gives us such a more rich understanding of the people we interact with and of course ourselves. Totally. That's beautiful. Um, So I usually start with uh, on these episodes when I do an interview, like kind of uh, giving people a chance to tell their story about how they ended up where they are. But one of the things that I totally respect about you, and this I know comes from the master's in social work training, like, cause I know other people that are trained, um, in that kind of arena and that kind of stuff. And, and people that do that are usually very good at keeping themselves out of their work. And you do that really beautifully. And I think that's fantastic. So I don't want you to go into any kind of depth that you're not comfortable sharing publicly, but could you give us some kind of background on what led you to um, the practice of yoga maybe, or what Mm -hmm. led you into studying astrology, just like kind of how you ended up studying that stuff. Sure. And first of all, just like, thank you so much for giving me the out. (laughs) (laughs) How much buffering you're giving me. Um, You know, you do listen to my podcast, so you know, I don't share a whole lot of myself. And there is, as you know, because I know you study um, various, I know you study psychology and you're interested in mental health. And I know that you understand the importance behind that and the reasoning behind that. Yeah. And what led me to, I'll start with astrology first, because I was actually introduced to astrology before I was introduced to yoga and um, these other healing modalities and of course therapy. So I started seeing a therapist when I was 15. I've been in therapy almost over half my life, I guess, because I love it. I love therapy. So grateful for that resource. And um, so my mother introduced me to astrology when I was, oh my gosh, I don't know, seven or eight. It was like a child's Western sun sign book. Uh And so she gave me, yeah. And so she gave me this book on my sun sign. And I was like, this is far out. Like, I love what this is about. I wanted to learn about my brother and my dad and my mom. I wanted to learn everyone's sign and what it meant. 
And then I was also, of course, interested in astronomy and the stars. And I always wanted to learn about the cosmos. That was like my favorite topic in school was biology. And then like when I got into high school astronomy, um, and my first therapist, when I was 15 or 16, she recognized my love for astrology and she used it as a way to connect with me. And she had this book, I'll never forget it. It's like the big book of relationships or something. And mm -hmm. it's a Western astrology book and it breaks it up into even more precise weeks. So rather than looking at the sign as a month, it breaks it down per week. And I was like, okay, oh. like I'm getting on to something like this is closer, but I'm not there yet, but I know there's more to this. And I didn't have yeah. a teacher. I had like no direction. I didn't, you know, I don't think I had a phone yet or like complete access to the internet. So I was just wandering yeah. around with this tool feeling like something was missing, but I got a little bit more information. And then when I was 19, my worlds kind of collided because I found a yoga studio here in Austin that unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. But my first astrology teacher, Matab, opened that yoga studio. It was his yoga studio and he oh. taught Vedic astrology there. Yeah. And um, I became his student and I was lucky enough to mentor under him, got lots of contact. And so it was just such a blessing and so amazing how the world unraveled astrology for me. Um, but, you know, talking about how these more destructive phases and these difficult phases and these phases of um, rather it be addiction or disorder, like depression, massive anxiety, whatever, you know, these, these times of difficulty can serve such profound purpose when mm -hmm. we're willing to work through them and utilize them as a catalyst of growth as, as difficult as it is, you know, and I know everyone is going through varying difficulties and varying struggles, and some are going to have it more difficult than others. But for me, and in my experience, I had to hit rock bottom in order to be connected to this beautiful, amazing world that I have now. And that nice. was what led me to yoga, and found Matab and found my teacher for astrology and became a yoga teacher and led me to the life I'm living now. But I mean, if you had asked me at that point in time, what is your life going to look like? I, I wouldn't have had an answer. I was so caught up in my own suffering, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, so it was definitely what led me to the yogic path was definitely healing. And, um, what I was searching for healing, and I was hungry for healing. And it came in and just like, completely saved my life. And I am talking about the asana, portion mm -hmm. of it. But and I feel like the asana is really what pulls so many people in, you know, and so it's like, once you keep practicing yoga, and you learn about these different philosophies and ideals and self realization, it's like, well, the asana stops meaning so much. But we have to remember how powerful it is in pulling people in and introducing them to this completely new way of viewing the world and themselves and others. So asana will always be so incredibly important to me and um, just so, so, so much respect for yoga and yoga teachers, asana teachers. Yeah. I love so many things you said there. Like, um, so it just reminded me of a quote I heard come for the crazy shapes, stay for the mental health, talking about yoga just in general. Um, because I feel like that's an avenue that a lot of people, I mean, it's, that was my experience too. Like it, I came because I was, I loved making crazy shapes with my body, basically doing what I call now party trick poses. Um, mm -hmm. And it's still fun, you know, but it's, 
then once you start diving deeper into it and learning more, you learn the pairing of the astrology and the Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I love how you said earlier that it's, it's a richer way of viewing the world because that's totally been my Mm -hmm. experience too, that it like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yoga postures, you know, like the crazy shapes, you know, so to speak, it's like, there is such a profound purpose in them. And the way I like to think of it is like the Claritin commercial where you're living your life and then all of a sudden they peel it back and there are all these like vibrant colors is it's like you're living your life in this body, but nobody teaches you how to live in your body. You know, nobody teaches you what is what it's capable of. They don't teach you about Agni, like the purifying fire within you that takes nurturing and it, it takes stoking to get it moving and, and keep your body vibrant or like Ojas, yeah. you know, this, this or Prana, life force energy. And of course, these are all Vedantic studies from the East and, and India, but they have a method that they learn and live by so that they can connect with their body. These sciences are geared for that. And I feel like in the Western countries, it's not so common to be handed this manual of like, this is how to live in your body and to feel in your body and to manage it. Um, and so I do think that so many people walk around just totally disconnected from how their mm-hmm. physical body is impacting their mental state, their physical state, their emotional state, and how it's all interconnected. It all makes such a difference, you know, and we can get so hung up on, oh, okay, I'm depressed. I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to take this pill. But it's like, well, what about all the other facets? Not that there's anything wrong with medication at all, but there are all of the other facets of like, well, why, you know, like, well, why are you depressed? Like, how is your physical body doing? Are you getting enough nutrients? Like, are you deficient in anything? Literally, because that's going to have an impact on your chemistry, on how you feel emotionally. It's all important. And that's why I'm just such a fan, just so much respect to these Eastern practices because they're just, it's high level science, it's high level technology. And and it's as old as time, you know, it's just like totally. so, so amazing. So, yeah, sometimes I think that, um, so I, I, cause I stay plugged in, I don't have a degree in social worker psychology yet, but I plan to. And I think that's one of the things that kind of drew me to your podcast and your work. Um, but I like, I stay plugged into psychology and research related to that and, and wellness research. And I really think that our research is like almost catching up to, you know, it's like a lot of times in the United States, we need to like validate these things with research where like it doesn't count until it's got some research behind it. But mm-hmm. we know through experientially that all these practices, um, what they do for us. And I almost feel like sometimes mm-hmm. that the research in the wellness circles is like catching up to this science that's been around for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it so funny? It's like there are books and yeah. it's like mindfulness work. <laughs> Yeah, totally. It's like, yeah, India knew that thousands of years ago. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. But I think that – so that's a good segue, I think, into like – so you have a master's in social work, and I've heard you kind of mm-hmm. allude to before that you worked as a social worker for a while, but you're like not doing that anymore. But I can tell mm-hmm. by your podcast that you definitely weave that into – your work that you're doing with astrology. So can you speak a little bit more Mm -hmm. on kind of that um, experience and process for you? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I do. I'm not working as a social worker right now, as you said, but working as a social worker was one of the most profound experiences. And what it taught me is that 
spirituality doesn't look a specific way and self-realization doesn't look a specific way. I think that through things, and this is like no offense, this is no judgment, but it's just like through things like the internet or Instagram, we, we've cultivated this idea that spirituality looks like somebody sitting with crystals and meditating or someone with like psychedelic clothes or like whatever, like there's, there's this idea of what it looks like. And when I was working with, I worked with refugees for about two years and, um, each person was so connected to, I mean, I would say the vast majority of people were so connected to this inner knowing and this deep spirituality and faith in the divine and just so willing to share and be generous and help and support. And so many of them like had very little judgment about other people. Like it was just so beautiful, you know? And of course- you know, like every, I'm not, I don't want to generalize and say every single person, but I would say so many. And I was just so humbled, just so humbled that I, I am a yoga teacher, you know, and I've been teaching yoga for so many years, but then here are these people that have uh, really struggled most of their lives. They haven't been introduced to yoga. Like they haven't been introduced to mindfulness or anything like that. And yet they can be so steady in their love and in their compassion Mm. and, um, so it really opened my mind and expanded how I view what spirituality looks like or self-realization looks like. And um, so when I was working with them and kind of to touch on one of your questions in terms of like not implementing myself, you know, because when you're sitting with a client, you, any information, you don't want to make the session about yourself. The session right. is 100% about the client and their needs and, what they're feeling, you know, and any projection of yourself is either going to make it about you, or it could give the client um, potential to try to turn it so that they're giving you empathy, or they're giving you support. And that's like the last thing that you want, you know. And also above everything is that when you're working with clients, or when you're teaching, um, when you give projection of yourself, they will view you differently, and then therefore be less potentially their receptivity to the knowledge and information could be shaded by how they see you. And so if you're trying to teach something um, like mental, like ideas of mental health, just like certain frameworks or ways of seeing something, they may be way more open to it if their slate and how they perceive you is clean. Same thing with like Jyotish or Vedic astrology or yoga is it's like, if I'm trying to teach someone this beautiful philosophy that has nothing to do with me. But now this person knows about like my politics or my opinions about something. They're going to be so, they could potentially be so much less open to these teachings when it doesn't matter what my politics are. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what my opinion is. What matters is that they get this information and they can integrate it into their life in a way that is helpful and supportive. Um, Is this helpful? Is this answering the question? Yeah, totally. Well, because so I guess... This is what I've been navigating because I don't – I it's on my, like, list in the, like, five- to ten-year plan that eventually I want to get a master's in social work, right? But I have a toddler and all these other reasons why I'm, like, I should wait. But um, – and I see this all the time that people that are trained in that, they're very – like, also my research advisor um, has, like, a – I don't exactly know what her doctorate is in, but she's a doc – you know – Um, and she's really, I don't know anything about her except that she has like a sister who has a kid. Like, that's the only Mm -hmm. thing I know about her. Um, and I did research under her and stuff. And 
Um, so I think it's like beautiful. And I come from like recovery spheres because I'm mm-hmm. in recovery from addiction. And so in that, in those spheres, and I kept that part of me quiet and secret for a really long time because I was like, mm-hmm. it's not my identity. It doesn't have to be my identity. But in those spheres, there's this huge emphasis on what you don't speak about. You don't like you have to speak and live in your truth like constantly like this will always be the thing. It's sometimes called like milieu therapy where it's like you have to heal, help other addicts heal. You have to like tell them about your experiences. But I think one thing that so that's why I started this whole podcast like the first couple of episodes are like well, here's my story. Like I'm putting it out there, but I didn't want to do that um, for the whole show, for the whole, every single episode. And a little bit that was informed by listening to your podcast and kind of following your lead and how you just like beautifully do that. Your teachings are like super on point and accurate, but like, uh, and I've been following you, your podcast for like about a year now, a little over a year, maybe, I don't know, around a year. And I, th- I just think it's interesting and it's cool. And I'm like, my experience has been um, in some spheres, they're like, you have to speak about yourself to help others heal. But I think this stuff is so universal. It's like, it applies to not just addicts, it applies to to everybody. And I guess for me personally, it's like some of my credibility, because I don't have a degree or whatever. I'm like, I feel like my credibility comes from what I've been through in life, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think it's like I ca- well part of my goal is okay. to dispel some of that for people is like that we don't ha- we don't have to know your struggles and stories that you're not comfortable with sharing because you probably worked through that in therapy and you don't need to process it on a podcast to prove to people right you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> like yeah yeah and and you know I think that there's something really beautiful though that you're doing with sharing you know and I think that there's a very important reason in recovery why people choose to share and I think that it can be so inspirational and moving when someone can hear I went through this this is what I went through this is how bad it was this is how firm the clutches of addiction had me and I worked through it and now I have this platform where I get to share this, you know, magic that I found that has been deeply healing for me. And I think that that in and of itself is incredibly healing. And I just think that there are different ways of totally. going about it. And I, I'll also say that it just depends on what it is. You know, I think that different levels of therapy and therapeutic modalities, different um whatever it is we're trying to support people with is it is going to require different levels of support. And so that may look like disclosure and and sharing your story. It could look like complete non-disclosure where you don't disclose anything. And because you are coming from this background of recovery and you're wanting to create a resource for people to feel supported in that, I don't see anything I personally feel like it makes a lot of sense because you're walking in the footsteps of what you've been demonstrating mm-hmm. or been demonstrated with this. Um, and I know of so many podcasts where people share everything. And honestly, I love it. Like, it's yeah. so funny because I don't disclose anything about myself, but my favorite podcasts are the ones where people just share everything <laughs> because yeah. they're like my friends. I like get to know them and spend time with them. So I think that it's all just, uh, it's all different. Um, it's just what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's another thing that I hope to highlight, like with this whole podcast, 
um, is that there's there are tons of people using tons of different frameworks in different ways for healing and for resilience to cultivate those things. And there's like a thousand ways to the top of the mountain, basically, like we all have our own path that we have to follow. And there's just different beautiful ways um, to approach it. So with that said, um, now, so you do all this stuff, like you do, you have your astrology podcast. Um, I just got to attend one of your astrology labs last weekend. I don't get to do that often, but those are super fun. Um, Mm. And so I know readings are like, can you explain a little bit more to like the listeners that might not know? So I know you do readings and I think I've seen on your website, like Vedic guidance. Can you explain kind of what those things are and how they work and like how you approach yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so as I was mentioning to you at the beginning and why I feel it's so powerful to integrate knowledge of the emotional body, you know, understanding one's mental health, you know, not being a mental health professional, but understanding how human emotions work and Mm -hmm. impact you in an incredible way. And then also understanding how the physical body operates, um, understanding the spiritual body, the energetic body. And so when I'm looking at a birth chart, what I am really doing is, first of all, just breaking down the individual's personality, their preferences, what they like. Like this is kind of the fun part of the reading, Mm -hmm. just seeing the person for who they are and what may have brought them to the reading or what their life is about, what their life purpose is. But then another really huge aspect of Jyotish, of Vedic astrology, is looking at karma, you know, because the study of astrology is really just looking at the the karma of time, like where we are right now. And when we're looking at a person's birth chart, it's like their karmic imprint. Okay, so they're going to have these strengths. These areas are going to be a little bit more challenging. They may be prone to X, Y, and Z. Does it mean they're going to be locked in that space? No, not necessarily. It gives us information so that we can strategize you know, and, and work with it because all of this, all of this study is to cultivate more self awareness, self realization Mm -hmm. so that we can be aware of these things and heal in a deeper level. We can heal ourselves emotionally. We can heal ourselves mentally, energetically, but then we can also cut ties with patterns that are either created in this life or created in past lifetimes. You know, it's like when we're born into this incarnation and we have our karmic blueprint, it's like, this is what you're going to be working with. These are the patterns you're going to have. Are you going to stay in these patterns or are you going to work actively to break free of them? And you can't really help someone a whole lot in one session. Mm -hmm. You know, you can say, these are the karmic influences. This is what I suggest you work on. But then it's like, okay, you know, this is what I recommend. And I love it. You know, I've been doing readings for years and I'll never stop doing readings. But with this new Vedic guidance consultations that I'm offering is it's more of a coaching format Mm -hmm. so that we can work together long term with these roadblocks and more long term healing um, emotionally, energetically, spiritually. Nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that approach because that's what I'm like you know, I'm in training to become a yoga therapist too, which is a whole thing. Um, and that's part of why I'm like waiting on the masters in social work. Cause I'm like, it's, I'm doing that kind of with the yoga therapy, but I agree with you that like, 
just one session can give you a lot of clarity, but yeah, I totally, yeah, I'm like kind of building something similar, but that's like, you know, just another thing that like, I've taken so much inspiration from watching what you do. And I think it's beautiful. You teach astrology so well. I've learned so much about it. I was kind of the same way. Like I was floating around with like books and a huge interest in it. And it was until I found your podcast that I started like when I started really diving deep and being able to understand things better just by based on the way you explain um, the concepts. Yeah. So that's great. Just another plug for if anybody wants to learn more about astrology, if they don't understand things I'm saying when I bring up astrology, um, check out your podcast because that's awesome. Um, but then so how does that compare? Do you um, I feel like that's really similar to what people get from counseling in some ways but I'm like with the yoga therapy I'm like not everybody need you know I'm a huge proponent of like this is all an adjunct treatment like if you need a more specialized approach you should go to the correct channels like therapy Mm -hmm. or whatever but I think this is a huge like not everybody needs like a diagnosis and not everybody has health insurance and stuff so could you speak on how that you know how the two compare Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit yeah, well, I, I feel that therapy is to work through, like, it could be with a diagnosis, like you were saying, and it's also helping to process trauma. Um, mm. That's a large part of what therapy is, is it's like, how, what are your past traumas? How did they impact you? Um, and it puts people in a very psychologically and emotionally vulnerable state that I do believe is best suited for a mental health professional who is trained and licensed, you know? Um, and I feel that with yoga therapy or with these other methods of healing, you know, like coaching is it's like, here you are now. And where are we going to go from here? It's not trying to hatch out the trauma or unravel any of these things. It's like, what are your roadblocks? How can we work through them? You know, it's, it's really not trying to get a client to recall these yeah. really deep, painful past experiences. That's a beautiful, like, puts a bow on everything I'm hoping to highlight because I'm like, I hear that a lot, like in the, in the recovery and addiction circles, they're like, you have to process through like all the things that you went through, like in say meetings, for example, or something. And I'm like, that's not always the right venue for that in my humble opinion. And I've like also seen some research where it's like, yeah, that stuff is best suited for like mental health professionals. They know how to help people kind of unpack that without re-traumatizing themselves, for example, mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm also hugely interested in highlighting like what's in our scope of work as yoga uh, like practitioners, which, you know, also for a lot of people that don't know that yoga can encompass astrology because they come from the same place. Yeah. What was that? You broke up a little bit. Oh, that, um, that yoga also can encompass astrology. Oh yeah. So yoga, Veda, astrology, sciences. yeah, they all, I, and it's one of those things that I didn't know, like I came for the crazy shapes too. And I didn't know that until I had been practicing yoga, like kind of at a gym for a few years before I started learning about all the other, you know, Vedic sciences basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, beautiful. Um, is there any other last uh, kind of 
pieces of advice or things that you want to highlight sure. about kind of your experience in in mm-hmm. life and where you are now? Yeah, I I think that something that is important to remember is that the vast majority of profound teachers or influencers, people who um, heal, you know, it could even be healers, no matter how stable they are now, the majority of people have gone through a lot of struggle. Mm. And it takes that struggle to really understand the human spirit and understand what it's like to heal, the path of healing, what it's like in the midst of it, you know, that phase where you think you're done, but maybe you're not, you know, And, and it takes someone who's walked that path and really done their own suffering to understand it. And so I just really want to encourage people not to get hung up on what perfect looks like, or what healed looks like, um, or like you have to reach a certain point in order to help. Because Mm. everyone has something to offer. It doesn't matter where you are in your healing journey. If you come from a place of service and love, you can make a tremendous difference and a tremendous impact. And again, it doesn't, wherever you are now, it is 100% possible to heal and move into the direction that you want to go. You just have to have faith in that and really tend to yourself in all facets. So that's really what I want to say because, again, even my my teachers, my gurus, the people who have impacted my life tremendously, they have all suffered mm-hmm. significantly. And it is um, it can be used as a way to connect and heal people at a different at a deeper level, because no one's going to understand what it feels like more than they do. So I really do hope that that can be helpful for people who are struggling, um, because it's not the end. And and this isn't the end of your journey. It's not the end of your story. There is so much more to come. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Good. Oh, cool. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to, um, Tell the audience about where to find your podcast, your um, if they want to book a reading with you, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So first of all, on um, Science of Light podcast, you should definitely give it five stars oh, and leave Rosemary a wonderful <laughs> review for creating such a beautiful space for people to heal. Um, and to visit my website, it's innerknowing.yoga. My email is astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. And Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. And I am the most accessible through email. Mm. That is the best place to reach me personally. Nice. So, but thank you so much cool. for um, having me on. I feel so honored to be on your show. Oh, I feel honored that you're here. Like I was saying, I was like fangirling because I hear that's the thing with like podcasts. Like I hear your podcast all the time and I, it's rare that I get to come to like the astrology labs and things you offer so yeah so thanks so much for being here I like super appreciate (laughs) it thank you so much yeah and thanks for sharing your light with the world oh thank you all right that's a wrap for today y'all hope you enjoyed it hope you learned something if you want to find Christine I'll link her stuff in the show notes if you want to listen to her podcast and if you want to find me that will also be in the show notes as always Remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Talk to you soon.